Welcome to Booklandia, where we review romance novels. This and every episode are chock full of oversharing and spoilers. Every episode is rated E for explicit. All right. Oh and my god. I, oh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're back. We started. We have started. I heard nothing and no one. <laughs> That is how it works when we're in the same room. I was just here reading this erotica photography book. <laughs> um, excellent. Uh, I just realized that I need to do some clicking while we talk. So okay. just um, I just have a really, doing. so while you click, I have a really quick question. This photograph yes. uh, has a fully dressed woman holding a palm branch uh-huh. with a, um, with a very uh, tall ponytail. Okay. Uh, this is not erotic to me. Okay, well... There's no nipples. There's no <laughs> vaginas. There's no butts. Wow. Um, you have a different definition of, of erotica than this person with the palm fronds. Palm fronds. I guess... Oh, is there, like, metaphorical erotica? Uh, yeah, I mean, pe- some people really like the descriptions. Mm, I guess... Also, there are, this might be in the fetish section, so it could be, it is right after woman with back on pumpkin. Um, <laughs> there, sorry, there are nipple. I'll cover the nipples part for <laughs> RPG viewers. Um, so maybe some people are into like really tall ponytails. Okay, <sighs> okay, I'm so sorry. Um, are you done clicking? I'm absolutely done clicking. Hello, and Hi. Re- welcome <laughs> to Booklandia, holy mother of dragons. We're in the same room. We're in the same room, and that might be detrimental to this podcast. This will either be the best or the worst <laughs> episode we've ever done. Welcome. Um, whenever late night show hosts interview their friends, it's always the worst. So, Great. you know, set yourself up for those expectations, and hopefully it's better than that. Uh, um, so, uh, for those of you who couldn't see the erotica book, mm-hmm. uh, just come look at us in the recording, in yes. the video recording. It's Pro Lighting Erotica by Rotovision. Um, <laughs> Alex Larg and Jane Wood are the authors, so you can look up your own copy. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to <laughs> all of that. To erotica <laughs> photographers. Yes. You do somebody's work. Yeah. Not the Lord's. It's not the Lord's <laughs> work. Hey, you don't know. There might be the Lord of Photography. <laughs> <gasps> you're doing you're doing Aphrodite's work. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um today we are uh together in the same room. <laughs> this is the weirdest because part. we just watched The Hating Game the movie and we have read The Hating Game the book mm-hmm. by Sally Thorne. And so we're going to Talk about the both. <laughs> and mm-hmm. here is, so I pulled the cover, the original cover of the book for us to look at first. Uh, yes, because now there's a movie. Now sorry. there's a movie version of the book. It's okay. <laughs> yes, the, the cover covers uh, your face. It's okay. I there don't we need go. We can, we can lean. Oh, you match. I do. A little bit. So the outfit. I must totally be a Lucy. There, there you go. In this. Um, so teal blue background, white lettering, the hating game. Lucy is wearing a white dress, uh, sorry, a yellow dress. Cause I'm wearing a yellow shirt and, um, not Justin, not Jonathan, 
What is what Templeman? Josh. Josh. His name is Josh. I remember Templeman. Excellent. JT. Ugh. And JT. Call him that. All right. Again, uh, is is also there, and um, it's you know a uh, um, cartooned. It's a cartooned yes. cover. Um. Yes. The I mean, it was really popular to have a cartoon cover when it came out. Mm-hmm. I just realized still is kind of still is. Uh, there's actually two different c- versions of the cartoon cover mm. that have the same people on it with mm-hmm. the same outfits, but like two different. I wonder if it's like the UK situation. version. It is very possible, very possible. the The thing that I just realized, I don't know off off the top of my head. We did not write it down, so I just had to right. do slightly more clicking. <laughs> um, it is... Uh, so this book came out in August of 2016. I think this was Sally Thorne's like, first big novel. Yes, it was. So uh, in the back of this book, she tells you that she actually wrote a different novel first, okay. uh, but she sold this novel first. And so mm-hmm. this is her second novel, the first one that made her a household name, if you will, in the romance community. And then the novel she wrote first, but the novel that uh, she sold second published and that one is the 99 percent yours oh i was gonna say 99 problems and uh no 99 percent yours is okay. the name of all right that one. all right okay. oh my gosh <laughs> and then since she's written another one called second first impressions mm-hmm. and from our conversation yesterday we were not it was not so memorable that i could even recall the cover there's a lot of pointing inside i yeah True story True yeah story. uh she kept Saying that it was a yellow cover, not a yellow cover. Not a yellow cover. Uh, no. It definitely has a turtle on it, so you got that part right. And I did get some of the plot of that book. Yes, right? you just had like <laughs> genders and main characters. But yeah. I haven't read it, so but, oh, there you go. But our other, one of our other book club members had. Yeah. So yeah. So so it, today we watched. We just watched the movie. We are fresh <laughs> off the roll credits for that. So we're going to talk about about both. Uh, I guess it's also worth noting, I finished The Hating Game for the first time yesterday, and you read it years ago? Are it, we years ago? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm like, I'm really close on the book to movie comparison, and so you have a little bit more distance. I have a little bit more distance. However, I like this book very much, and I keep pushing it on our book club mm-hmm. to, to for everyone to read, because it is one of those books where... I can recall a lot of the smaller details over time, which to me is a sign of a good book. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, my overall impression of this book, and I, and I said it to our book club as well, is that this, uh, this book, The Hating Game, made me like Enemies to Lovers and made me like a slow burn. And if you've listened to any of our episodes, <laughs> I hate both of those things. <laughs> And so I'm, I'm in this like weird netherworld of like, are other slow burn books good? Are other enemies to lovers books good? Could this possibly happen? Or is this, is this book on the altar of, of both of those? To me, this is one of the best enemies to lovers that I have read. Yeah. There are very few others that come this close. Mm. Um, So before we get too far, you should try and cobble together a 30 second... (laughs) <laughs> what this book is about without they, neither one of us wrote a thing no so. we're gonna improv this whole thing everybody <laughs> okay let's see if we can manage this. okay 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 <clears throat> okay here's your 30 seconds uh you will not hear the ticking oh 
You have to just watch the screen for the okay. numbers. Okay, here we go. All right, here we are. Okay. All right. Okay, um, so Josh and Lucy work together in a publishing company, and they are both the assistants for the co-CEOs of these rival companies that had to merge together to stay afloat. Uh, and... Josh didn't smile at Lucy on her first day, so they immediately became enemies because that's how that works. Um, what else? Um, it turns out that he's just awkward and secretly in love with her, mm-hmm. and she uh, doesn't... She falls for him and then thinks uh, that he's playing a trick. And uh, <laughs> um, they, basically the book turns from enemies to lovers mm-hmm. to uh, lovers to lovers, yeah. and then back to enemies to lovers... In a black be- moment has to happen because a black moment has to happen, and she overhears something, and mm-hmm. she overhears something and makes a snap ju- judgment based on what she overhears. And then the next twenty percent of the book, the last twenty percent of yeah. the book, are all entirely based on that decision. And adults <laughs> don't enter into the conversation for twenty percent of that book. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Because they behave like absolute dumb children. Yes. I think it's also worth mentioning that they end up competing for the same oh, job. Oh, yes. That's really meaningful. Yes. They they are they're in the running for the same job, So and then they strike a deal that wh- whichever one of them doesn't get the job has to quit. Yeah. And in the book, you know a lot more about the fact that neither one of them can lose the job like the stakes are Mm -hmm. really high for both of them yeah the movie did not make that seem as self-evident yes i would concur lucy wants the job because she's competitive but also she has no money and she needs the raise right josh wants the job to prove to his surgeon father and his doctor family that him not go making it through med school doesn't matter and that he's still successful and yeah, the movie doesn't really, we get like the like ashamed father, like talk down and then immediately that's all wrapped up into a nice bow, but we don't really get Lucy's side of it in the movie. We She has a fucking huge apartment, but she takes the bus. Like we never see her car troubles and that all this stuff that I, like her entire motivation was just beat Josh and she loves books. Right. Um, in the bo- in the movie versus in the book, you get a mm-hmm. lot more of why the job matters outside mm-hmm. of why it matters to best Josh. Right. Um, overall, I feel like my biggest issue with the movie, and I had I had an issue with the movie, is that the stakes were non-existent. Yeah, a lot of yeah. the time, I was like, "What? Why do I care to keep watching these two people?" be snide to each other Mm. and it absolutely felt like they just knew that they had a good line coming and so they just delivered the good line interesting sure um as opposed to it being a provoked response and in the book it felt like their Mm. like their spitefulness their verbal abuse literally sprung out of them on Beknownst to them like they didn't know sure. they were gonna spew hatred at each other yeah. and they just revved each other up so much that it happened i think this movie because it had to truncate you know a five-hour book into an hour and a half they already started off loving each other in some way 
And for me, being so fresh on it, knowing that Josh already had feelings for her, like, it was so self-evident in the movie when he, like, his hard eyes were fucking everywhere. (laughs) They were just everywhere. But I have to admit something to you. I was sitting a certain way watching this movie on your other couch because I have very expressive feet and I was very shy that my very expressive feet were showing you how much I thought this movie was like so cute. <laughs> and like, I was like, Oh, this moment. Oh. And then my feet were like, cur- my toes were curling and like, my- <laughs> well, this is the first time we've watched a movie together. <laughs> so I wouldn't have known that. Um, so your, your self self-consciousness was for not. But you might have noticed. And then maybe. That might have, I mean, there's maybe. no judgment. If you like the movie more than me, that's absolutely fine. I think that it had some really cute moments. And actually, the uh, secondary characters, some of the secondary characters, mm-hmm. had some excellent life. They were more fleshed out than in the book. Yes. Like, Danny had, I think, more quirkiness than I kind of loved it. And there's, yeah. like, some really great comedic timing mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. But the two of them yeah. were really... Not as wonderfully three-dimensional. And then to jump into... So my first question is, where are her parents? Yeah, they were such a big part in the book and the strawberry farm and all of that. And here it's one off-screen conversation with Mm -hmm. her mother Mm -hmm. where she lies to her mother and we never really revisit that situation. And uh, some strawberry juice, which, is that a thing? Is that a th- I don't is think that's a thing. <laughs> I've never seen strawberry juice. I was like, what? A strawberry juice? Strawberry also, smoothie, maybe? Also, she just, like, threw up everywhere, and strawberry juice seems like the worst thing it's to drink. 100% sugar. Right. No way. So, I was like, what? Why would you give your child strawberry juice when they're feeling ill? They lived on a strawberry farm. No, I it's gathered that. That's all they that. had. All they had. <laughs> I'm very sure they could trade some strawberries for lemons. Lemons would be a lot better. That reminds me, also in this movie, there's like a voiceover that says like, oh no, she tells him, I like, I will peel you like a lemon. Who peels lemons? <laughs> who peels lemons, People you murderers? Well, <laughs> people who can't figure out why they're so angry with each other. I will peel a lemon. <laughs> this is so frustrating. You juice a lemon. Or, yeah, people. or like cut into a lemon. You peel an orange. Right. That would have worked. Like a clement- Clementine's too cute of a word to use <sighs> yes. as a threat. Yes. So I missed, uh, I missed her parents. Yeah. And because of that, I missed her mm-hmm. being anything other than and, competitive. And like they tried to show in the movie that she's lonely and that, you know, the the downsizing made her lose all her friends who were her only friends in the job and like her having coffee with Danny as a friend was desperate because she has nobody else but like that is far more evident in all of the voice chat she has with her parents uh, because they're really the only people she talks to outside of work so I agree with you I missed them a lot um I <coughs> Thank you. I wrote, uh, the book was set in nondescript city number eight, but the movie, I noticed, very obviously was set in New York City. Uh, I mean, yeah, or somewhere, yeah, somewhere New Yorkish. Do you remember when you read the book where you had it set in your head? I set it in New York. I remember very distinctly when I was reading this book. Mm -hmm. I was driving downtown LA while listening to it, and... 
I was in the like in the fabric district. So it was very industrial where uh-huh, I was driving. Uh-huh. And I was like, here, it's like in yeah. industrial land. Uh-huh. Um, so in my head, it was in New York. I mean, it makes sense because publishing company, yeah. which, but I don't know. It felt like she very, like they very quickly got places and I don't, I, like in movie New York, magic and also book magic. book magic. I feel like when books are set in New York, New York becomes a character. And yes. The city was not a character in this no. book. And which makes sense because uh, the tension in this book, I thought. Was I mean, really also, can so- we talk about the bookstore coffee shop, which looks amazing and is definitely not a New York staple. Don't mm-hmm. come at me. I'm sure they exist. Uh, but I'm just saying that it's not quintessentially New York City. No, like bookstore coffee shop has mismatched mugs in the movie. This is a movie thing. Yeah, right. They had mismatched mugs. Everybody, like that's not a real thing. Maybe I, in a cutesy coffee. Yeah, show. maybe if you're in Portland. Yeah, I don't know Portland. Yeah, are you out there? <laughs> Do you have these Portland? Can you hear me? <laughs> Do you have cute coffee shops? Mismatched mugs. With mismatched mugs. Yeah. Um, okay. So in the book, when they first have sex, their first sex scene, which is very late in the book, this is a slow burn <laughs> romance. Prepare yourselves emotionally. And, and there was like a hard yes from both of us, episode, know. which is very confusing. Who are we and what <laughs> are we doing? Slow burn, workplace romance, enemies to lovers. I, I'm be- I've been body snatched. That's what's happening. <laughs> um, so it's, she goes to uh, with Josh to his brother's wedding because the family is he he's the black sheep of the family and he doesn't want to go alone. Um, their first sex scene, you know, she takes off her dress and she's wearing a shaper, a body shaper, um, and but it has these little stocking clasps to hold her stockings up. And I know that you are a fan of those clasps. True story. Was that scene super hot for you for that reason? I really appreciate it. Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> I really appreciated that, A, we don't really talk about people wearing body shapers uh-huh. as a totally normal undergarment. Like, whenever someone undresses from a fancy party into a sex scene, it's always like, and then it's like super lacy see-through underwear. Uh-huh. No, people. No. That's not what you're wearing under a fancy uh-huh. dress. No. You're wearing a full body shaper so that the curves mold the yeah. way that you want them to mold yeah. and you don't get weird panty lines yeah. that's what you're actually wearing um uh jasmine guillory in her latest book uh while we were dating while we were dating she wears a body shaper yeah. under her dress and it's actually part of the sex scene that yeah. they like remove the body shaper yeah. and talk about why she put the body shaper on instead of sexy underpants right. um so I'm a tiny human person. Like I will turn sideways and disappear from this camera frame. And I wore a body shaper under my wedding dress. Yeah, because it like, like it it yeah. does the things to make the dress not right up, not mm-hmm. twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a as a costume person, I am telling you, body shapers are sexy because <laughs> they do the job they're designed to do. Just buy the appropriate size. Don't do the Bridget Jones thing where it rolls up. Yeah. And and then you're a comedy skit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah. also great, but right. not at the same time. Yeah. But yes, it's great. Also in that so in the book, what she's wearing, not just in that scene, but in every scene, mm. is kind of really meaningful. The and the little blood dress moment is re revisited mm-hmm. in the movie. And then also 
the conversation about the fact that he thinks that she looks like a librarian. Yeah, she, he she's throws a hot it. librarian. Right. But after that, we're really not ever talking about what she's wearing. But in the book, she constantly wears things with strawberry print. I don't remember that at all. Oh, the strawberry thing was everywhere. Like, okay, I will have to look that up. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, but the point is that there's a lot more like, this is what she's wearing. Yeah. And it, she picked it out specifically. Yeah. In the, so in the book, he would mark his journal if she wore dresses or skirts. Right. And in the movie, she wore a lot of pants. Mm-hmm. So they had to add that bit into it. Did he, she wear dresses? Skirts, also, pants? she said it's in the margins, but it's clearly not in the margins when we see the page. No, it was in the margins. It was right smack in the middle. No, it was in the margins. It was in the sides. And then there was like the hourly breakdown. And then you have the sides. I believe it to be in the margins <laughs> in the movies. We will go back. We'll do a frame by frame. No, we won't. No, we won't. We absolutely it's won't. totally fine. But yes, so uh, to, to back it up to the um, to the tights mm-hmm. with the garter belt question. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And also to me that evened out the power in that scene mm-hmm. and the movie, and we're getting to this question. Okay. The movie did not. It was, yeah. it was weirdly unpowered. And I mean... So in the movie, she's fully dressed. He's fully nude. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of man butt. <sighs> okay. Uh, my question was going to be if that worked for you. <laughs> you couldn't see it, but my toes were curling. <laughs> I was into it, and I was like, look, I know this is a body double, but what if it weren't? Is it? I don't know. Uh, okay. Probably. Well, anytime you see a butt without seeing a face in a profile, it's a body double. Uh, that, I feel like that would make it so much more awkward for the actors. Like, you've already gotten familiar with the other person, and now you have to, like... Look at their dong in a sock? Yeah. <laughs> of course it's weird. <laughs> I mean, now you have to but look at acting. somebody else's dong in a sock. Right. Well, that's acting, baby. <laughs> that's the biz. That's the biz. Um... <laughs> Oh, firstly, so full disclosure, he did nothing for me. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, right. at, at he, no t- I mean, classically handsomely, like yes. Grecian. Very much so. Classically handsome, all the muscles, including butt muscles. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless that's a body double, in which case, props to the body double. Well butt cast. Mu- well cast <laughs> butt muscles. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's not even. And here's the thing in movies, I don't have, and in life, I don't have a particular man type. I don't. Mm-hmm. But they have to have spicy chemistry for me to be yeah. like, I'm into this because she's into it. Yeah. And I didn't buy their chemistry. Interesting. It went like icy hot. Uh-huh. It was hot and cold so fast that sure. I was like, wait, we're in, we're out. Wait, what's happening? Sure. <laughs> I think so. I had this problem in that because the movie had already been made and I'd already seen all of the promos and stuff for it before I started the book the movie cast was the cast in my book reading head. He was softer in my head. And Mm. I don't mean that in body type. I mean, like, in his, in how open his facial expressions were. Interesting. This this dude is super stoic Mm. at all times. Mm -hmm. And, like, he cracks one genuine smile um, when she makes the adult diaper joke. And I was like, oh, that, that, we're going to have more of that. Like, he's going to relax his... Mm -hmm constipated face no that did not happen i think he did that there okay. was like there was a big grin in the when they're driving back from the wedding there it, was there's moments and and she, they cut to her reacting to the smile which is the first time 
Because in the book, she's all about trying to make him smile because he's she smiled for him and he never smiled right. back. And that was the first time I felt the callback to that mm-hmm. from the book mm-hmm. in the editing of the movie. All right. <laughs> they were very, like, it was very sparse. He, I, yes. I've always read him as a little stoic and then these... Like the clouds would part and he'd smile and then the clouds would come back. Those that's just who he was. Right. Those were too short for me. Like I never, I, I never swooned for them as a couple in the movie. And I definitely did in the book. Like I would definitely be like, oh yeah. uh, Oh yeah. uh." This is, this is the, those are the beats of the book, by the way. Um, in the movie, in the middle of watching the movie, in the elevator scene, which is the first steamy scene, and it's like a quintessential romance scene that people talk about, mm-hmm. um, you said you had a costume note? Oh, I, I definitely <laughs> did. So they, the notice is that right before they kiss, there's a close-up on her face, and she's very notably, like this is her signature look that she wears bright red matte lipstick there's a whole ritual with the lipstick Mm -hmm. they go over it like they talk about her and her lipstick and the number of times she blots so in the previous shot her lips are red in the close-up right before they kiss her lips are not red at all Mm -hmm. they're not red and here's the thing put some liner on and some primer and some powder and then kiss with your lip on because it's a thing you can do what uh refer to uh rachel and solomon's weather girl for instructions <laughs> on how to keep your lip on it's true there's literally true. a how-to um yeah it, and so it took me out of the moment but the thing that's indicative here isn't that it took me out of the moment but the fact that i wasn't into the moment enough to be like yeah she's not, she's wearing, not lips- wearing lipstick yeah and i'm looking at that now yeah um but also in the sex scene in the movie, we noticed she wasn't wearing lipstick either, which makes me think if it was an actor thing. It's possible that maybe he has a lipstick allergy. Uh, <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. That's totally respectable. You can have a lipstick allergy. Sure. And yeah, there are right. not 20,000 different lipsticks out there or ways to make this happen. But the sex scene starts with her putting on lipstick and then him making a comment about her putting on lipstick and then she's not wearing lipstick. I was really bothered by this. I really was. Twice. No, it's definitely a worthy uh, continuity error. Yes. Um, okay, so this question we've sort of already talked about. Okay. But um, I didn't feel a lot of tension between them mm-hmm. and I feel like and I am not trying to throw shade, but it's going to come off that way. I feel like some of that had to do with sound design. That the music was so abruptly either mm. in or out mm-hmm. that it it did not help me lean into their emotions. Interesting. Uh, I mean, I would agree. The sound design was very present and very in front and it was transitional only like it feels like they did not have a single they couldn't afford a composer they could afford a sound designer to choose some tracks there's also a track late in the movie that i recognized and i was like oh they spent all their money to get the rights on this one track yes also there was a mixing thing because you you had it playing on a few speakers and one song was definitely louder and i was like is this some 
are you playing something on your phone? <laughs> like, is this some other? Is this, yeah, no, like, it was it just it, it. That one was in surround sound, and everything else was, <laughs> was not. Not spatial sound only happened once. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah. I saw them trying to do a thing. Because uh, there's a moment when she's standing out in the snow, looking out at the snow, and it was a very quiet moment. And I was like, oh, this is uh, like a sound design moment where you take it all away. And then I was like, okay, they did the thing. And then the scene, like, the scene was already over. And I was like, oh. <laughs> no, it was just like, here's the sound of Zoom. <laughs> yes, they did. They, so... I, yeah, I feel like that didn't quite work for me. Also, when he tells her, he's like, I'm going to prove to you that I've loved you all this time. Mm-hmm. And this is also in the book, but yeah, uh, when he's like, look at my wall, mm-hmm. look at your eyes. And I was like, uh, stalker vibes. <laughs> Stalker vibes. Oh, it's cute. It's cute in the book. Uh, I think it is cute. The- I agree. It's cuter in the book. But in the movie, I was like, if you put a little, like tense music under this we would be looking for the freezer they do often refer to each other with about their serial killer that that is true horny eyes uh i what the book does is he wears a shirt in the color of her eyes in his rotation yes and so like there's a third element like three is not creepy right right somehow three is not creepy funny yeah yeah I had a thought about another question and I have since forgotten. Okay, it. it's going very well over here. <laughs> We're gonna, okay. I should have written it down. I brought my pencil, my sparkly pencil. <laughs> All right, um, so I'm just going to blow through my questions and then I'm going to let you run wild. Uh- <laughs> Woo! Girls run wild. Nope. Nope, not on this nope, podcast. Also, it is an audio podcast, so run or not, they will not see you do it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, never just in know. case you needed a clarification on what a podcast Woo! is. <laughs> the the erotic lighting book not not useful for podcasting. Sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is a book comment. Okay, and they this is follow through in the movie from the black moment on. Mm-hmm. I literally yelled at the book because I was like, "Why are you being such children?" Mm. All they had to do to disperse the misunderstanding, which is literally what it was between the two of them, is for her to be like, hey, I heard you say this to your boss, but we've now not only had sex, but confessed our feelings to each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to assume that as an adult, something is going on. And I would like clarity on it. That's all she had to do. Maybe mm-hmm. not that clunky. Like maybe she could have written it better that clunky, or fine. that clunky, whatever. She doesn't do that. They have a huge, they don't even have a fight about it. Mm-hmm. She just like ghosts him. Yeah. She ghosts him on assumptions. And then he has to pull a grand gesture. Oh, you hate those. And I do very much to be like, yay. All of this was a ruse. In the movie, they make it her boss's fault. Yes. Her boss confesses, yes. like, we had to keep it all a secret so that you would be motivated in your Which, interview. Which, by the way, yep. is so yep. gaslighting. It's not even funny. Yep. So you can't actually do the job unless this man spurs you enough so you can do the job. But we're going to give you the job anyways. And I was just like, none of that is good yeah it i was like uh it really bummed me out 
Yeah. That that's the justification they chose. Yeah. I was like, but she does not need the man. Uh, Yeah, but she does in your version. Okay. Look, in the book, she needed his sofa. She had to be on his sofa. It's like, there's just a little bit of like, what am I? Who am I without the competition and the work? Like that worry there was always constant. And we never got a like, we get a little bit in the movie of like everyone succeeding, but still against each other. Yes. Um, that they still have their mm-hmm. like healthy, unhealthy mm-hmm. work hate relationship. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the book, when she does the presentation, like all of that goes without a hitch, and he is in no way, yeah, next to it, right? Yeah. Like she preps it without him, she delivers it without him. Like mm-hmm. they, when she ghosts him, she ghosts him, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> that felt. And there's, like, a montage. There are quite a few montages in this movie. There's a montage. There's, a like, a weird montage. There's a train montage that's, yeah, in three panes. There's yeah. Maybe that's how they explain the f- how fast everyone travels. <laughs> and then there's a slow-mo walking montage, mm-hmm. which, like, all the B-roll was very weird. So, we're, like, very obviously a, like, slowly falling, like, snow scene and it's just snow on a black background we're like oh are they having sex right now is this the cutaway to sex oh <laughs> and then okay. yes the answer was yes the answer was yes the answer was yes i also didn't so in the book the um the paintball scene is really mm. pivotal yeah and it skated by really yeah. on yeah on noticeable in in the book she takes a lot of sh- shots before he jumps in front of her and takes a lot of shots and she, in the movie she took three and then three shots and then the she's just like and then she's bruised and bloodied from yeah. it which is accurate to the book but then he has no no consequences no consequences whatsoever. so mm-hmm. he he defies gravity i guess <laughs> um he he is the um the black widow uh-huh. of this movie in case uh-huh. you haven't seen black widow there is Tacos. some there are, there are some, like, Black Widow versus uh, being harmed mm. that is very unrealistic. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's the Black Widow of this movie insofar <laughs> as the, he he doesn't get scathed at all. Yeah. But in the book, they both get hurt in the process physically. Mm-hmm. But also, that book is really meaningful because she sees him as someone who can lead a team, someone who is thinking about the other members of his team. So she starts to respect him mm-hmm. from a work standpoint, whereas here, the, none of that none of that happens. Yeah, in the book, you also get the impression that he, this is maybe a hobby of his? Right, that, yeah, he's very comfortable in this yeah. environment. Um, and he tries to, like, really get people into thinking outside of their comfort zone and pushing people into teams that he knows would work well so you see how he's not just the guy who gets coffee for the ceo and so i feel like i gain respect for him mm-hmm. in a work environment in the book whereas here the scene is really short and is really just the vehicle to get her to vomit on him yeah the entire time i was like oh the costume department was like we can't put people in full paintball gear because we never tell which character is which right. because we don't know all these secondary characters and at all. one of the characters is wearing a white coat to a paintball yep. game yep 
Yes. Yes. And so half the scene, they have their helmets up and I'm like, you would never do this. You would never have your helmet up or you'd get painful in your eye. And, but they had to because like theater magic. And it's very, I was like, that took me out. I'm yeah. Like, who are these people shooting? Who's shooting who? I can't keep track. Who's wearing a beige jacket? There were two characters wearing a beige jacket. Yes. Like, that's just... Yes, and we didn't spend enough time with them out of helmet to be like, this beige jacket is this person and this beige jacket. And then, yeah, she was one of them, but then the other character started running, and I was like, where is she going? And I was like, oh, wait, that's Uh, the other person doing a thing. Yeah. Not her. So, yeah, did did not enjoy the paintball scene as much. Yeah. Also, on the entirety of her sickness, sorry, this is just me dumping on all of the departments (laughs) in this movie. My bad. Why is she not sweaty? Why is she not pale? Like, she never sweat. She never sweats. Again, like an actor thing. I, like, do not put glycerin on me. I am allergic to glycerin. I would never. <laughs> I would never sweat. I, I would but never the sweat. point is, is that she has a, and do not get me talking about her fever, but she has an unreasonably high fever. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's not pale. She's not sweaty. And she's forming really coherent sentences. And her hair looked great. Right? Excellent wet like excellent hair that is smooth and not at all matted Mm -hmm. or dirty or gross or or birds nesty none of that and i just needed some of that because in the book she is so distraught Mm -hmm. when she's coherent Mm -hmm. that like this is what she looks like and that he's taking care of her Mm -hmm. and that she always wanted to look perfect for him and this and when he becomes emotionally vulnerable, that's his like payback mm-hmm. for seeing her in a vulnerable state. And that worked as a give and take for me. In this, it was like he had to change shirts and she had an adorable Sleeposaurus t-shirt on. Mm-hmm. Big fucking whoop. <laughs> oh no, she's a nerd. Oh, she also left her presentation notes out and he saw those. Ha- and how dare he know what her powerpoints that she wrote out by hand she, will look like she drew with like markers uh, okay sorry i feel like i just made fun of people who do that yeah. and i i am a visual learner myself and i will draw things mm-hmm. out but maybe not my powerpoint slides no i just built those straight yeah, PowerPoint. i know <laughs> just uh, mm. just Right, right, yeah, just go right into it. You yeah. don't need you don't need to sketch those out. It's not yeah. a storyboard. Um, so uh, I have a bit of a critique about the book. Okay. Um, first, so mention that it's a slow burn. Yes, which means there's one sex scene and it's at the end. There's like a lot of like kissing and ten- like the tension building in the book was fucking great. Yes, it was the best part of the book is the tension, but. Whenever we got to, like, a kissing scene or a groping scene, it was always like, I could feel the heat through my clothes, and he would skate his hand along my ribs, and it was just, like, the touching part, like, the skin to skin, the hand to not erogenous zones part. I mean, it is it is akin to, like, they brush hands and electricity <laughs> shoots through your fingers yeah. kind of writing. Yes, there was a lot of that, and, a, like, it it felt like a lot of repeatable phrases copy pasted into each of these moments. Oh, okay. And I was, I was just like, can I, I'm very interested in reading another Sally Thorne to see if this is 
just that book or if this is her tone. Okay. So does that mean that you have not like touched the same piece of paper with someone and electricity shot up your arm? I think I've had those moments early in my relationships. Okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I think it's meaningful, but it's not something that continues to happen for me. And I know for other people, it is a thing that can continue to happen. So I know what those moments are like. He was always just like tossing her around. That's true. She's little. He's he's big. The movie makes that really self-evident, by the way. They are very dissimilarly sized. Mm -hmm. And there's at least one very ridiculous hug. There is a lot of wide shots. There's just just to to include the two of them in the same scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, it's a lot of, like, he picked me up by my ribcage and placed me on the thing. And, like, it. I just was like, I understand what you're doing, but let, can we do different? Do different. Go well, do different. This is also to acknowledge, and this is broader than, than Sally Thorne, but a lot of romance relies on the assumption that sexual tension is physical. Yeah, uh, but she, like... The book had so much sexual tension when they were staring at each other. Right. And and glaring at each other and, like, spitballing, like, barbs back right. and forth across their office. I thought the book also did interesting things. Like, their entire office is reflective. And so even when, when they weren't looking at each other, they were still seeing each other's reflection and reactions and, like, pl- places on their each other's bodies they shouldn't be seeing under, like under desks and short skirts and she would put her lipstick on in the reflection on the wall yes and i missed that in the movie for sure yeah they did that in the elevator because they yeah. do they, they did had the a play with yeah. the mirror in the yeah. elevator mm-hmm. and they did it once with the lipstick but yeah you're right like there was a lot more of it so this book does a really great thing before they do the touching and the like the electricity and the fingers and it is that there the tension is verbal mm-hmm. and it's great but I, I it just struck me that so much of romance is like and then they touched and then they got wet yeah. <laughs> and that mm. isn't how it necessarily works for everyone i mean yeah. props to those people for whom that is how it works right. great right but also that isn't everybody's bag i mean in this book he threatened that when he becomes when he gets the job he's gonna work her so fucking hard and that caused her to have a wet dream about him right so, um, it's even worse than when they just brush hands and <laughs> right, right. Left. He just said it, and yeah. she was like, "He said, fucking, we're done." Yeah, I need a moment. Right. I, I need that bathroom break. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is a thing, and I wonder if it's a thing for for the romance audience. Like, it's just a, it's just a trope. Is like this is a thing where we're all so starved for touch that you know. A casual brush. (laughs) 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 I mean, we're in the same room. I must. Uh, That that would be erotic. I don't. Right. I don't know. Agreed. Um, And I understand that in a historical, because in historicals, you stay seven feet away from the person. Right. The touching is really meaningful. Um, True story. You got to do two arms lengths. (laughs) Two arms lengths. Um, Okay. I want to talk more about tropes. I also want to take a break. So we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the most compelling moment. Yep. Um, whether this book made us want to get naked. Yep. Um, maybe whether this book slash movie made us want to get sure. naked. That's going to get awkward because we're still in the same room. <laughs> and uh, 
and maybe we'll talk about some tropes because this book is trope full. But also break some things. I mean, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's take a break. Hey, this is TC. And this is Jim from the Studio Demands It podcast. Where every episode we take a demand from a hypothetical studio. Which could be you. And challenge ourselves to conceptualize, pitch, and craft a film based on the stipulations. Or the demands. We are given. We talk about movies all the time. Particularly, we complain about the choices made in the films we've seen. We're nerds like that. And, of course, like any good nerd does, we automatically assume could do better even with the demands and restrictions that clearly must have been put on by a production so head on over to studiodemandsit.com and listen to our previous library of episodes damn it our library of previous episodes our precious library jim <laughs> our library of precious episodes <laughs> you're a pirate smeagol <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so head on over to studiodemandsit.com to listen to our library of episodes and submit your demand for a future episode too so go do that okay bye okay end of ad we're going to take an intermission when we come back we will discuss our favorite moments from the book and if this book made us want to get naked Oh my goodness. Wait, are we back? I can't. We are back. Okay. I know. Uh, it's it's weird because we're not wearing monitor headphones yeah. because we didn't put them on since no. it would be really weird to I have monitor I thought you headphones. might at least put like one in, but. Just, just to hear. I'm just watching the meters roll and that's how I'm. Yeah, it's quite a setup. I'm finally <laughs> seeing the BTS of this, and it is hella impressive. You are incredible <laughs> at all this BTS stuff. <laughs> I just press, press like the red button on my end. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's, it's great. <laughs> this is magic and it happens automatically. When automatically. You show up yeah. Yeah. All button. by itself. We're back. Yeah. From break. And yeah. we are talking about the hating game by Sally Thorne mm-hmm. and the hating game, the movie that mm-hmm. recently came out. And we're sort of hopping back and forth between the two. Yes. And you can rent or buy this movie on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah. Or probably Redbox. Maybe. I don't know. Don't quote us on that. Um, <laughs> we watched it on Amazon. We Prime. watched it on Amazon. Amazon, come at us, but in the good way. <laughs> pay, pay, pay us for this blurb. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's do compelling mov- moment in the book slash compelling moment in the movie, and are they the same for you? Compelling moment in the book was their banter. I think, like like I mentioned, the the tension, the sexual tension of the slow burn part of that was the hottest slow burn I've ever read. Uh, it converted me to the possibility that slow burns aren't the worst trope in the world because there was so much wanting and hating. Like it was that it was that in the movie, his butt. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That was the part that uh, made my expressive feet the most expressive. Right before that, or the first time we see him shirtless, you did reach over and go, go, he has muscles on his muscles. No, he has abs above his abs. Oh, there you go. He has abs above his abs. So if that is your jam, that jam is is there. Right here. Yeah, there was a very high up oblique. Yeah. Yeah. I did like reach over and like tap you like 80 times (laughs) when he came on shirtless. I'm the kind of person that when a man is shirtless on TV, I celebrate it as much as men celebrate shirtless women because I have to desensitize the men in my household for that reason. No, full agree. I do think that the the one thing that the movie does really well is that she's never naked. There's no cleavage. No, she's never naked. She's never in any sort of revealing clothing by 
tra- I'm putting this in quotes, traditional mm-hmm. standards, but we get to see a lot of him. Mm-hmm. We get to see almost all of him mm-hmm. or him and maybe his body double. We, we think. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so yeah well done on flipping that narrative so yeah. for me i really love the idea of playing games as a way to mm-hmm. keep their relationship going even after they've broken the original like they mm-hmm. admit that the first game was a game and now they play like they play truth or dare mm-hmm. they they play all of these games and in the book that seems like the really fun ante that keeps them going and yeah. that was to me the the most fun part of the book I uh, feel like the most compelling moment of the movie for me is so in the... Wait, are you about to say it's not butts? It's not butts. In the little um, black dress scene, yeah. she comes in, she slips on the floor, she everything falls out of her purse, mm-hmm. she stands back up, and she mm-hmm. tries to regain her composure. She goes to her desk, and she leans on the desk, and she, her foot slips. And I genuinely yeah. don't think that that was scripted. Mm. Like, I think she just slipped, and... You can see him trying not to react to that because mm-hmm. I don't think he's supposed to react to that. Yeah. And I just love that because I like watched them struggle to mm-hmm. not have to do another take. Or if this was all acted, uh-huh. then this was the most natural moment between the two of them mm-hmm. because maybe like she was meant to slip because in the book, this is where he can see under the dress. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's what this was implying. Mm. But that moment to me was like the most real because I watched them internalize some stuff. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was great. And I loved it. And it was not the most interesting moment, but that's what it was. No, that was right on. Uh, I did in the movie. She's not wearing uh, diamond studded fishnet tights. Right. Which who... Do people still wear diamonds? Maybe maybe not like, still. To work? Maybe definitely not to and work. Super high. I mean, wait, wait. Unless, you know what? Maybe it's a millennial thing. I'm sorry. Could be. Could <laughs> be. I possibly. mean, I've worn fishnet tights, but I in a punk way. Right, that's what I mean. And maybe mm. that's that's what it is that it's meant for her to remind us that she is still youthful. Yeah. She it, just in the movie she just doesn't wear any tights and her skirt is short and at the end of the scene she does allude to the fact that she may or may not be wearing underwear right which would be different if you're wearing tights because they sort of act as like an underwear layer some people believe that (laughs) some people do believe that this is true some tights have that little lining bit (laughs) true story (laughs) but anywho but indeed (laughs) but indeed all right did the book make you want to get naked yes yeah Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a weirder conversation to have in person. <laughs> See, I don't think it's going to be weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, yeah. I, it, uh, the sex scenes are not explicit. It is Vaseline on the lens. It is sure. hands skating over skin and feeling his weight and his heat and his size. <laughs> and that's like, that's as sexy as it gets, you guys. Um, and I have many questions about his weight. And what is that an, a euphemism for something? No, he's just like twice as big as her. <laughs> right. And they sort of do that in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, so it, my imagination had to fill in the blanks. That is usually a good, a good idea. Yeah. And, and, but in other Vaseline covered sex scenes from other books, it hasn't been the case. And I think the, slow burn tension was so well paced that I 
I was panting and ready for more. Yeah. I have to agree. I think this one worked really well. I don't think that I analyzed it that thoroughly, but true story. I only just now did it. Uh, very good. Well done. <laughs> well done, you. Um, yeah, true story. I agree. It. I think if it, yeah, because I immediately, as you said, it compared it to other Vaseline on the lens. And I think those relied on you creating both the emotional and the physical tension. Mm-hmm. And this already gave you the emotional tension. All you had to do was fill in the physical sure. stuff. I have a random question. Did the premise of this at all feel like hate fucking? I mean, and where do you stand on hate fucking? I have done it. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, uh yes. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, all right. All right. Okay. Um there is uh it's a very legitimate stress reliever. Okay. Like it it doesn't accomplish much long term. Right. But it like gets the endorphins to the right place. And then you're like, well, I've also done this. Sure. Now I'm going to like punch holes in your tires or whatever. Please don't do that to anyone ever. (laughs) So it didn't relieve the hate. It didn't relieve the hate. Okay. But it, I I don't know. um, We became hate enemies, hate friends instead of hate enemies. Like it, like we acknowledge the fact that obviously at least something made us undress together, right? Sure. Like we were in the same room for a certain amount of time together. But then afterwards we were like, okay, maybe truce because clearly it can escalate that far. And mm-hmm. we don't want more of that. Got it. Like we didn't love that enough to like continue on. Mm. So like check. Okay. <laughs> Done. Okay. Um, but did this, did this story feel this, like that? Well, so this one, it, the book kind of did at the beginning mm-hmm. until he turns her down. And then I was right. like, well, that's just terrible. Be- and uh, he turns her down because he doesn't want her to sleep with him just because she wants to sleep right. with someone. She does- he doesn't want just one time. Right. He want yes. Because I knew that he was in love with her from the beginning mm-hmm. in the movie, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like that. And mm-hmm. so when he turns her down, I was like, oh, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like this is the worst. This that that was very mm-hmm. hard to watch. Oh, I remembered my thought from earlier, and we have a little bit of time for me to talk about it. I thought the movie did a great job making everything consensual for her. Like when they're in the the supplies closet, she's she like tells him to put his hands on her, and he says, "Put them on yourself." Like he gives her all that power. And to make sure, like, yes. this is what she <laughs> and wants. And she makes to the do. first move in the elevator. And she makes, which wasn't in the book. He makes the first. Yes, move. and it's a little less mm-hmm. clear mm-hmm. Um, that that she agrees to it mm-hmm. fully. And it, I do remember having like dubious consent feelings at mm-hmm. that, which wasn't the case in the movie. Yeah, the broom closet scene in the movie probably the hottest scene, more so than the elevator. Okay, all right. I mean, until it yeah. turns, right. But yeah, uh, I was like, okay, this there's a like, there's a lot of horny eyes as, as Joshua lot, would put it. There is a lot of horny eyes in that scene. Uh, the elevator is interestingly shot. I don't know. Uh, the I feel like the camera style, the like the editing styles kept changing, mm-hmm. and whatever was happening in the closet worked for me, and whatever's mm-hmm. happening in the elevator, though similar, didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like the the camera was below them mm-hmm. so we got a lot of thigh mm. in the shot which is fine thigh is delicious but <laughs> like, I don't she's know. wearing the short dress you have to play it you up. have to right. play it up but i was like um 
and so in the elevator, I was like, why am I under her? <laughs> but then in the supply closet, I was like, oh, we're with his hand. I sort of yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And his hand was humongous. By comparison to the very lovely, but really small. <laughs> it's the moments like these where I know I'm heterosexual. <laughs> and I'm just like, mm, they can't. Okay. All right. <laughs> Great. Excellent. Did we talk about you getting naked? Did the book or the... Yeah, yes, the book I said yes. Naked? Okay, great. Um, movie. Does the movie make you get want to get naked? Are you going to head up no. to your no. to your man party? No. Uh, we might we might joke about it. Okay. But no. Okay. Uh, again, uh, lovely as the actor playing Joshua was. Mm. Okay. It was strange watching this while you were sitting with next to your spouse. And I was like... Who was playing video games. <laughs> right. But still, like, watching a romance movie. Oh. It, it, I don't know. It was strange for me. I'm okay. Like, I'm sorry. It was strange for you. It's uh, okay. We, the spouse and I, don't have that kind of, like... Sure, sure, sure. Let's cuddly watch a romance movie right. relationship at all. I was like... So. I, at one point, I was thinking to myself, if I wasn't here, would they stop this movie and bang it out? No. <laughs> okay. No. Absolutely <laughs> okay. not. It would need to be so much more movie. <laughs> for that okay all right okay and i don't know yeah no i literally cannot tell you if there's ever been a time that that's been a thing interesting all right i think if i was watching this by myself oh god we gotta go i might have paused and oh that one okay that timer it if i was by myself watching this on my laptop in bed i might have paused interesting i might have even by myself no that also i like to finish the movie (laughs) look it just set aside Pull the vibrator out. I what see. I see. Yeah, but then I'd want a nap. Okay, well. <laughs> there we go. And the now we know. The and now we know. Of, of <laughs> orgasms. True story. Oh my um, goodness. True story. So no, not this one. But you know what? I, I'm sure there are movies out there. I just can't genuinely like think of one. Right. The so. only other thing I can think of is like, you've got mail. And I was like, that one's too sweet. Kate, yeah. Kate and Leopold. I made a joke about Kate and Leopold because at Kate one point they were they, they did a shot of the bridge that she yes. lives on, and like I was like, yeah. oh, Kate and Leopold lived Kate there. Kate and Leopold that, again, not sexy, no. not panty dropping. No, I so. mean the cast. I mean Hugh Jackman. Really, Hugh? Yes, yes. No, okay. See, we have very different types. <laughs> nah. Right. I mean Wolverine, maybe. Oh, no, like all oh. of the other Hugh Jackman. Oh. All right. Never, never well, someone break this tie. <laughs> <laughs> to Hugh Jackman or to not Hugh Jackman. Would you pause a movie to think about Hugh Jackman? How about that? Okay. That's quote of the day okay, right there. All right. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for an episode of Booklandia. For more Booklandia, follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at L.Skyford, Twitter at SkyfordL, and hit up our blog, lskyford.com. We love you to the moon and back, so don't forget to rate and subscribe. Our eternal thanks for the audio editing and support provided by Finnegan Murphy, who you can find on Twitter at Finnegan1, that's F-I-O-N-N-E-G-A-N, numeral one, and sometimes Sky herself.